Hello again friends and welcome back to the Bible Project Podcast. And we're at part 68 of our journey together through the book of Genesis. And I've called today's episode Personhood and Spirit. Now I'd remind you that there are links in the episode notes page of any audio version of the podcast where you can link in to all the various aspects of my ministry both this daily and the weekly podcast as well as links to the Facebook and the SoundCloud page and also a place where you can become a patron and support this ministry. I'd also remind you that the full transcript of every talk is available on any audio version of the podcast that you happen to be listening to no matter where you download it from. Last time we considered the fact that God is a person and that he has personality. In today's episode we're going to consider what the consequences are of not believing that God is a person and also what the implications are if we do recognize that as such. Well the first thing I'd like to say is is that if God is just a force then there's no opportunity for personal communication, no prayer, no one to rely on, no one to trust, no confidence in the future and no hope. But because God is a person, then anybody, anywhere, can know him and communicate with him personally, person to person. Think about that. Christianity is first and foremost about a relationship with the personhood of God. If we keep remembering that God is a person and everyone is made in the image of God, and it should begin to inform our decisions, and in a sense, the way we live our lives should begin to take care of itself. So that's why it's important to recognize that God is a person. But the Bible teaches that God is also a spirit. So let's think about that for a moment, because that makes things a little more interesting. So God is a person, but God is also a spirit. Why might that be important? Well, you see, if God is a spirit, then that becomes very important, because it means God can be communicated with, yes, worshipped, yes, prayed to, spoken to, shared with, but it means we can do it anywhere, not just in a religious place, not just in a church building. God can be worshipped anywhere. Some people like to treat God like he's an object, and he can only be in one place. Or some attempt to give particular geographical locations heightened importance and suggest you need to go there in order to receive a blessing from God. Remember the fact, friends, that because God is spirit, he can be communicated with, worshipped and experienced anywhere. God can be met with anywhere. God will not be handcuffed to any place or any pulpit or even any church building. You can talk to God anywhere and everywhere about anything because the Spirit of God is available anywhere. Okay, I have one more thing to say about God. God is a person. God is a spirit. One final thing. God is a person. God is a spirit. But God is eternal. Now I know that that seems obvious again. But again, these obvious things are important. The Bible tells us that God is eternal. Moses wrote, right at the beginning of the Bible, in the Pentateuch, Moses wrote, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are his everlasting arms. That's Deuteronomy 33, 27. And 2,000 years later, Paul said this, writing to Timothy, 
Now to God the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honour and glory for ever and ever. Do you know that there are two kinds of eternal beings? Does that surprise you? Let me explain. There is the created and the uncreated. The word eternal is used in the Bible in two different senses. In the first sense, it is applied to something that has a beginning but no end, and that definition of eternal applies to you and me. For us to live in the eternal means we have an existence which does not end, but we have a beginning. Did you have a birthday? A beginning day? Of course you did. Yet when we die physically, the Bible teaches that we will live on forever spiritually. So don't forget that the Bible teaches that all of humanity will live forever, and after we die physically, we will live eternally. The only difference between people is the destination in which they will spend that eternity. But there is another way, a different way the word eternal is used when it is applied to God. Because God is eternal, but he has neither beginning nor end, and God is alone in that category. Psalm 90 verse 2, speaking of God, says this, Before the mountains were brought forth, or you had ever formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God is existence without beginning or end. He has no limits or dimensions. He is present without a limited past or a limited future. Life without birth, life without death. He sits outside of time, always today, without yesterday or tomorrow. And let me tell you why this is important. If God is eternal, it means you can have a relationship with him that is also eternal. Because God is eternal, our relationship with him cannot and will not ever be broken. Not by him anyway. That stands in stark contrast to human relationships. God's relationships with us will never be broken in any circumstances. You see, these three simple, basic, foundational things about God are deeply significant. God is eternal, God is spirit, and God is a person. And because of that, we can know him personally. Not just have knowledge about him, but we can know him personally. And since God is person, it is only possible to know him personally. And since God is spirit, it is only possible to know him by growing spiritually. And since God is eternal, it is possible not only to know him now, today, but to know him better and better every day and on and on forever.